Just going to make this happen in four, three, two, one. September 25th, 2020. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using its degree. It's Dr. Goose on the line on the other side of the state with a very, very good week prior. Mr. Fermi, welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. I'm happy to be back. I th- we did bounce back. Both of us bounced back last week. Listen. And we also had a little little W on Monday Night Football, too. So we had a good week. Good weekend. Yes. Yeah. We, we talked. Uh, we both had that over. That was great. Oakland came through. Looked good. You know, I, I have a friend who just started listening to the podcast. and I wanted to get your opinion. I gave, some, gave him some advice, and it worked out, luckily. But I'm curious as to your thoughts, and, and, and don't hindsight me here. So I won't tell you what... Uh, what my decision was, but I'll tell you what was presented to me. So he had the favorites parlay the whole way through for the NFL. He gets to Sunday night football and he says, should I hedge it? And I said, ah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should hedge it. I don't know. So that first option was there with two games left with two favorites. And I can't, uh, it was the Seahawks. And then it was, uh, he had the, the saints. So get to Monday night. Obviously he wins for the Sunday night game. And he still got the Saints as a favorite. And I think it's on DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever whatever platform he's using, it gives you the hedge opportunity. It gives you the buyout. And my response to him was, he had two bets. One was higher than the other one. And I said, take the higher one, take take the money. So it was if he would have won his one parlay, it would have been like 300 something, like maybe 350. And I think the uh, I think the payout the 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 parlay payout to, to hedge it was like two twenty, and then he had another one that would have paid out uh, like another hundred and fifty, and the parlay payout was uh, like a hundred bucks or something like that. And I said, uh, keep keep the one parlay, keep the small one, and then cash out the big one, get your money up because it was like two ten or fifteen dollar or twenty dollar parlays or whatever it was. So, what would you have done in that scenario? Would you have cashed out the parlays, both of them? Would you have chose one or the other? I would not have cashed both. I know I would. I'm. I would not have cashed both. I know that for a fact. I probably would have cashed one of the two, maybe the smaller one. Um, obviously, knowing now that the Raiders, of course, covered and did not. You know, it probably didn't end well for him. But um, I, I would have definitely not cashed both. Um, I, you know, you just got to got to step back and ask yourself: Would you be satisfied cashing both? Like, I, I like I don't know his exact buy-in, and you know, but if if you're going to go six or eight x on you know on a parlay, it's hard not to take the money, especially if you have two of them in parallel. I would definitely take one of the two and bank it, um, or or cash both and then just bet a hedge on the other side. You know, whatever whatever float your boat but um it's funny that you mentioned float your boat because it, it it's the old riverboat frag is who was doing it give him a shout out you know he's he's listening now and gave us a very nice review as well so thank you for that um hopefully we don't let him down but i did tell him i said take the higher one and then let that other one sit because the way i looked at it was if that if that other one hits you would have you would have made what you would have made on the larger parlay so like he would have got what you know he cashed out and then whatever that smaller parlay was that puts him at one bet essentially, but you're guaranteed some money. You, you know I'm I'm trying to I'm not going to go through all the math, but I'm like EV man like 
negative 20 plus 220 plus three you know like all these scenarios it was a 60 40 game that's what they had it at I'm like I I just I'm one of those ones you know me just get your money and get out that's just how I feel I have tons of other friends that would be like I'm riding this thing till the end like I can respect that it's just not for me for me yeah and I I definitely would have wrote one of them to the end um but Knowing that there were two bets sort of in parallel and parlays on the same game, I would have definitely taken taken one of them. My man. So we had a very good week last week. I went three and one, totally bombed on that Marshall uh, App State game. I'm out. And uh, you yourself went two and one, had a very good week, and a couple good looks too as well. A couple good uh, leans, uh, other games that we had talked about. So let's head into this week here, and we have a game tonight. Any interest in this Middle Tennessee UTSA? Because, you know, we're, we're recording this early, so if anyone listens to this on Friday night, you might have an opportunity here. So I know that Grombo says that he likes the under. I believe that's what he, he sent us, correct? He did. He sent us the under. Um, I'm probably not going to get on this game. I'm, I'm going to be on the Celtics tonight, actually. Ooh. Uh, game five, I'm taking the Celtics to cover against the Heat. Heat are up 3-1. I do think the Heat end up winning the series, but I I think the Celtics cover tonight. What's the um, line? Minus three. Oh, Celtics minus three. Might, so I'm gonna I'll take them. I mean, you know, in basketball, man, foul shots can make it a four or five point game, and it it's irrelevant. It can be a one possession game with ten seconds to go, and you can still cover. So I I'm taking the Celts tonight. Tell me what your thoughts are. There has been a landslide of conferences coming back in. The MAC is back in. The Pac-12 is back in. The Mountain West is back in. Shortened seasons. This was like Christmas this week for me. What is going on? I, I'm glad, man. I, I'm glad everybody's sort of jumping on the ship and trying to make it work. Um, and I think they've they've seen it work now for three weeks for some of the teams that have been back for three weeks. Um couple games have gotten postponed, of course, out of precautionary reasons. I understand that, and that'll continue to happen. But overall, I think you can get 90% of these games in if, you know, if the schools are willing to, you know, play ball, really. And I, I love it. I'm glad everybody's coming back. Super stoked. Did you see how there's no – the MC, NCAA is looking to have no restriction on bowl games. So it's like they just want to celebrate the year at this point. So everyone and their mother – Gets to gets to get in on a bowl and it potentially. I love it, absolutely love I it. I knew you would love it. I'm I'm on the fence with that one, man. I shame on you. I I'm not a fan of like look. Think about teams coming back playing only conference games, and they're playing in the SEC or the ACC or Big Ten or you know something like that. They're going to go 500 in the conference, may or may not get in a bowl. And then you're going to have a non-power conference team go seven and one, or I mean, not even five and four, five and three, and they'll be in the bowls. So maybe they lifted that to allow some of the major, like the power five schools, to to jump in some of the bowl games, even with losing records. Aren't there like forty-one? Aren't there like forty-one bowl games? Yeah, there there were last year. I think that's that's accurate for me. Um, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, baby. Get those Coastal Carolina Chanticleers against the UNLV running Rebels. Please, just give it to me, for me. I don't care. I love it. It'll happen. It'll happen. I love it. Speaking of loving it, talk to me about this week. How are we looking? What's your slate looking like? Let's go game one here. What are you thinking? 
All right. So game one, I'm going to go Cincy and Army. I'm taking the over, and it's set at 44.5 right now. I locked it in today. Um, both teams have really good defenses, so I understand the low the low over-under. Army's D has been really good. They've shut out. They shut out Middle Tennessee 42 zip. They beat Louisiana Monroe 37-7. So they've given up one touchdown in eight quarters. Very solid. They have not played anybody near as good as Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by 13. Desmond Ritter is one of the best players that Army will play the entire year, who's their quarterback, who's a dual threat. This is his third year starting. So I, I like Cincinnati in the game. Uh, I do think it's a little closer than 13 or right around 13. But I think Army will score. I know Cincy will score. So, like, I'm looking at a score of 30 to 17, you know, 31, 20, something like that. And that's seven points over this over-under. So I, I, feel, I feel pretty comfortable about the over, 44 and a half. Any thoughts? I, you know, the way that Army's ran and Cincinnati does not go very fast – but they definitely have breakout speed on that team, and they can definitely go, and they've put it up. And that is, we talked about this. This is one of those. This is one of those totals that's kind of low, and it's kind of scary because you're like, is this really a 17-14 game? What did you get it at? Forty four and a half. Is that what you got it yeah, at? Yeah, and forty four and a half. Forty four and a half. So you're talking twenty four twenty one gets you to the window. I I I don't disagree with you at all on this. I I, I yeah, rode Cincinnati all last year for me. And Army is a tough offense to co- like to guard. Like their offense has been really good this year. They scored forty-two and thirty-seven. Right. Like right. that's. I know Cincy's defense is good. They have nine returning defensive starters, and they're very solid. And part of that is their pace of play. I mean, they they operate slowly on offense, like you said. But I I think Army is going to get their share of points. And if it's seventeen, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I I don't disagree with that at all. For me, I I to be honest with you, is that a noon game? Uh, it's early, yeah. I think it's either noon. Well, let me let me just double check. It's let me see here. Three thirty, actually. Uh, if 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 I hit one of these first games at noon that I have, I will, I'm definitely probably going to jump on that with you because I'm going to go with my three thirty game first. I, I I am all over this Texas Texas Tech over. I dropped it down a half a point only because I just am like that. I got it at 120 uh, to get it down to 70. It's at 70 and a half, 70 at some places, but where I went through it was 70 and a half. Sam Ellinger's a monster. They put up 689 points against UTEP. I, I don't see any reason why they can't do it against Texas Tech. Houston Baptist put up over 600 yards against Texas Tech two weeks ago. I like Bowman. I really do. I, you know, he's got he's got great guys on offense, but their their defense. There's there's no point in naming the guys on offense because there's no point in naming the guys on defense. And also, when your wife lights a pizza on fire, that's what happens if you can hear that. I'm down in the basement, by the way. And yeah. so, um, I see what happens. I, I'm actually doing this from the man cave for me. This is the first episode. I should have told this here. First episode from the man cave, and you can still hear the wife light pizza on fire. Um, the fact is, is that Texas is going to just. They're just going to embarrass Texas Tech. I feel bad until otherwise noted. The Big 12 looked awful. I mean, absolutely. If you watch this in a regular season, you're like, Kansas State? Oh, my God. Uh, Iowa State, which I know you're going to talk about them. Oh, my God. Uh, Kansas? Oh, my God. Oklahoma State? How bad did they look? And and they they just got beat up. I mean, Texas Texas and Oklahoma are are the top two at this. I don't see Texas pulling off the, 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 the pedal here. 
If you look, I have the I have the numbers here from the last three games. Last year it was 49-24. The year before that, Texas Tech uh, 41-34. The year before that, Tech won actually 23-27. And that was the last time you'd see that. The year before it was 45-37. And the year before that, it was uh, Tech won 48-45. And that was, that was Mahomes. So there's just no other way to put this. Just take over, guys. This, this game's going over. So, so I do know Texas Tech was without a handful of key players when they played Houston Baptist because of COVID or, or whatever. Um, does that worry you at all that they come back and their defense, I'm not saying suddenly becomes good, but do you, do you worry that different personnel are playing and they actually may be a little bit better on defense and, and slow down Texas? No, Rico Jeffers is their best player. And they lost uh, Brooks to, to the NFL, who was a stud. I mean, there's just they, they had him. He was playing. I mean, he's a monster. And so there is, uh, you know, he's he's the he's the best player on the field on defense for them. And he, I mean, good God, he's only one player. He can only do so much. They're gonna run. They're gonna run on the outside with these guys. They're going to destroy their corners. I, I couldn't name a corner's name. They're just gonna kill them. It's this game is 52-28-52. If they they could put up thirty one, you know, their kicker actually didn't do half bad. Um, but I mean, Texas Tech legitimately should have lost that game. They legitimately should have lost that game, and ever, everyone knows it. And anyone who watched it knows it. And it's just there's no need, in, no, no need in dredging it for me. This is this is Texas to uh, to win. I, I I'm cheering for Tech. God, I hope I'm wrong. But if I'm wrong, boy, I hope they put up sixty to to put up to counter <laughs> to counter Texas is fifty two or fifty five or whatever they're going to hang on them. They, they're going to call their number. Tech just has to put up over twenty, and I think they can do it. So over period point blank. But love it. But but but, but what, I, I'm surprised with you going back to someone who lost in the Big Twelve yeah. for how they looked. Well, why, why are you doing that? I don't understand. Okay, so Iowa State minus two and a half at TCU. Um, I'm taking Iowa State, and if you guys have listened to this pod in the past, Iowa State is probably the team I've gotten incorrect uh, more than anybody else. But I am going back to Iowa State. Uh, I think Brock Purdy bounces back. They lost to Lafayette, and they should have lost. They, get, they actually got destroyed by Lafayette. Um, but Lafayette's a lot better than people, I think, really thought they were going to be to start the season. Um, Iowa State also, this that was Lafayette's, or Lafayette was Iowa State's first game. TCU still has not played. There's a little bit of uncertainty about who's going to be starting quarterback. Um, so... I think Gary Patterson's obviously a very good coach, uh, but I, I'm not a big fan of the quarterback by committee and rotating. I think Iowa State bounces back in sort of a must. I don't want to say must win, but it sort of is when you start 0-1 um, and they're starting conference play. I, I like Matt Campbell as a coach. I think he can do a lot with talent, and they have really, really big wideouts. I think they have three or four wideouts in tight ends over 6-3 that are typically on the field at the same time. So big size advantage. Purdy is mobile. Uh, last year, Iowa State beat them 49-24. So I think I think history repeats itself, and I don't think they win by 25, but I do think they cover the, the two and a half. I don't know anything about TCU this year. Do you do you have any other further look on them? You like are they gonna? They're they've always had a pretty good defense under Patterson. I, I just wonder how they play coming out first week. I have not heard anything about uh, COVID with them, COVID related. Have you? Not a ton. I, I did. 
I mean, I think their first game was canceled because of COVID implications and I stuff. I didn't think so. that was because of them, though. I thought that was because of the other team. Oh, it could have been. It could have been. You might be right. But, I mean, two returns, five offense, seven defensive starters. Iowa State returns five offense, eight defense. So, I, a similar makeup as far as year over year. I do like Patterson as a coach, like I said. But, I, I mean... Home field advantage is diminished in this situation, as for everybody, right, with limited fans. Right. It's just not a college atmosphere like you're accustomed to seeing on Saturdays. And I really like Iowa State in the bounce back. That's that's really why I'm, I'm jumping on him. I think Purdy, I mean, he's proven that he can move the team and be successful. And he, he just looked out of sorts against Lafayette, but I, I, don't, think it, I don't think it happens again. I... He, uh... Let's see what happens. That's I'm just gonna leave it at that. Let's see. Let's let's see what happens here. Let's. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you from you. Know you always know I'm on your side on that one. I, I got to pass. I don't trust Iowa State. I'm sorry. You've been burned too much by them. It's like you're going back to the well, and I'm like I'm not drinking from that well yep. with you. They're, they're That's just, fine, man. I I certainly understand. There's like it's like a it's like the whole town is drinking the water, and everyone's trying to find a cure for the sickness, and then there's that one person pointing at the well, going, "No, no. If you just stop drinking from this well, we wouldn't keep getting sick." Sorry, I'm I'm out on this one. Um, I'm going late. Actually, I'm going to you know watching that BYU Navy game uh, and seeing Zach Wilson. All you need to know about this BYU Troy is that there's a kid by the name of Gunner, and that's Romney's nephew or whatever it is. And then on Troy, there's a cornerback named Gunner with an AR instead of an ER. Pretty much that's it. That's my whole reason for taking this over. No, I thought Troy looked really good against Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State is bad, I, but you know we'll see what they do tonight. Watch. They'll probably blow the doors off of, of UTSA. Um, but BYU impressed me. Their ground game is impressive. I understand that their defense is solid. I think that was more of an indictment against Navy. Navy won because they switched quarterbacks. They changed things up whenever they were playing Tulane. At the end there, it was just getting ugly. I don't think whoever was in there, can't even think of his name anymore. It just slipped my mind. Um, just wasn't the right fit. Everyone knew it. They, they weren't hitting. They weren't tackling. So now not only are you like three and out, you know, or maybe you only get like a couple drives, like four and out or whatever it is. Then BYU was just never turned down. They have they have speed in places that you wouldn't believe. This Lopini Katua or Katoa, however you pronounce it, he's like 6'1", 210 pounds. He's a monster at back, and he's not even their top back. Their top back is Tyler uh, Algier, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, he went for two touchdowns and 132 yards against Navy. Um, like I said, Wilson has a bullet on him. He didn't even have to put up. He only had 18 attempts against Navy. 13 of them were completions. Uh, Romney had 134 yards. Again, th- th- these numbers are all against um, these. These numbers are all against Navy, who had a bad week and came back and fought. But the fact is, is that they they still have it. So Troy. Uh, did impress me last week. I thought they looked good. I thought their defense looked better than what they were projected to be. They, they you know, relative to the fact that they run uh, kind of, they, they don't run too fast of an office, to be honest with you. I think that what they average like 24, 25 seconds of play. But also, I think when they get up like that, they just start slowing it down. You kind of saw the same thing what happened with Pitt uh, the week prior. So I got this over at 61. It's the late game. I, I like it. Um, it's at BYU. It's just, it's, just keeping it simple for me. I just I just know what I know as far as overs are concerned, and and to me it just feels like this thing has uh, some high scoring potential, and I like it. Very good. Anything on BYU? Have you have you taken a look at them or no? Not really. No. I mean, I saw them just dismantle Navy, and I was I was on the under, and they beat it pretty much by themselves. Yeah. And it was frustrating to watch. What's your What's your third game? 
All right, man. So this is a risky play. I guess all these technically are against the spread, but uh, I'm taking this is I, I'm surprised I landed here as my third game. So back to the SEC. So I'm, I'm glad they're they're kicking off this weekend. Mm. Arkansas at home against Georgia. I am taking the Razorbacks to cover. I got them plus twenty eight and a half. Uh, Georgia. They have a lot going on, man. So they have three returning starters on offense, eight returning on defense. Their offensive starters returning, one is alignment. And their quarterback, who was pegged to be the starter, was Jamie Newman, who was transferring in from Wake Wake Forest. He opted out earlier this month or late last month um, for the whole season uh, to prepare for the NFL draft. So he is out. He's not playing. JT Daniels is a transfer from USC. He's supposed to be their now incumbent starter. He's questionable. As of earlier this week, he was awaiting medical clearance. So they could be down to their third starting quarterback, Dwan Mathis, who's a redshirt freshman. Um, that's that's fine. I mean, I Georgia's going to win this game regardless of who their quarterback is. But if, if it falls to their second, third-string quarterbacks, I, I like Arkansas plus the points. They have a new head co- coach this year, Sam Pittman, first-year head coach. He came over from as the offensive line coach from Georgia, and he coached under Kirby Smart. So if anybody knows Georgia, um, aside from their current staff, it's definitely Sam Pittman. So I like him with sort of insider knowledge, knows a lot about the team. He has eight returning starters on offense, six on defense. And his starting quarterback is Felipe Franks from Florida, who was out for most of the year last year with a knee injury, who's now coming in as like a redshirt senior. Um, and he's going to take over the quarterback duties for, for the Razorbacks. So I, I like how everything's coming together for them to cover the 28 and a half. Um, if it was 27 and a half, I would have thought long and hard about it. And I know that's not a huge difference, but I'll take that point. Uh, so I'm, t- I'm on Arkansas plus 28 and a half. I think they can keep it within three scores. So there's there you have it, back in the SEC. you got to feel good about that. Remember you used to always pick three games from the SEC? That's how you started this whole podcast? And you're just, yes, it just yeah. Feel, it's and, just, I, and it got really tough when, when everybody was playing each other in conference. Right. Um, but I had, I mean, I, I was over 500 doing that for probably a year or two straight. Oh, but you had it on lock. Especially yeah, the out of so, conference, you're like, no, this this matchup is bad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm back on the SEC at least for my third game, and I'm I'm hoping Arkansas just keeps it keeps it close. For me, I I have had now. I just found out the third game that I have. This is the third game that has been postponed. I just I just got the update on my phone. Uh, I had Georgia State minus three against Charlotte. I did. I did not like the fact that Reynolds was out and Georgia State looked phenomenal, and I like their their uh, their quarterback Cornelius Brown. I had over for North Texas and Houston. That game got postponed. Over for Tulsa, Arkansas. That game put, got postponed. I went to Georgia State minus three, and now I'm scrambling for a third pick. I might have to go with this over for Oklahoma and uh, Kansas State. I won't make any official pick right now. I'm just going to tell you my leans, and then I'll post it on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, Dr. Underscore Goose. The uh, O's are zeros, and the uh, E is a three. Um, 
I'm looking at that UL Monroe UTEP game that that over 49 and a half. I like that. I, I know I know UTEP is bad. I mean, I I, I understand that, but um, they, I mean, oh god, I oh my god, I I got nothing right now. This is this is bad for me. Give me a filler here. I looked at Liberty FIU. I know nothing about FIU right now. I know Liberty's been going. They they had a fast week last week. I thought they looked pretty good. Uh, East Carolina UCF. That total is so high. It's so high even for me. Seventy six and a half for me. What do you think about, what do you think about Georgia Southern Lafayette over fifty one and a half? It's a, I see it's at fifty two and a half right now. I don't know. Lafayette does not go fast. They're so efficient, but I mean, Georgia Southern is going to run the ball too. I mean, that that clock is going to be on go. That might be the fastest game of the day. It's just wow. it's fifty two and a half. You're you're looking at thirty. You would need over thirty one twenty one. Boy, I don't see that. I don't well, see the that. one the one game that I I want to sort of follow up to to kick off is Oklahoma State West Virginia. Yes, I think if Oklahoma State if Spencer Sanders starts the game. He missed the entire game. He, he, he played one series last week, hurt his ankle, and that's why they couldn't move the ball because there's no read option with anybody else on their squad as a quarterback. So um, they become very one-dimensional with Chuba Hubbard, and I think if Sanders plays this week, I will jump on Oklahoma State to cover. It's at 6.5 right now. I really like them if Sanders plays. If he doesn't play, I'm avoiding, straight avoid. I, you know, I might take Georgia Southern. They're getting 11.5. Now, hear me out. This is right off the top of my head thinking. UL Lafayette was in an absolute dogfight last week against Georgia State. If there was a letdown game, that was it. And they were they were losing. They were giving up 17 points to them, and they were down early. And then they fought back, went to overtime, and ended up winning. Uh, Georgia, um, I'm sorry, Georgia Southern, excuse me. Georgia Southern had like 33 or 30-odd players out whenever they played Campbell. And barely beat them. Um, Shea Wirtz is back. They return. What do I have here? They have uh, eight returning on offense. Their their defense is solid. Boy, that might not be a bad play for me at noon. I, I, we we took Wirtz a couple times last year for Georgia Southern. I I don't know about that over, but but eleven and a half. Boy, you'd have to think that UL Lafayette might be coming off a high after a big win at Iowa State. Come home in a tight game in an overtime battle with Georgia. Georgia State, can they keep this thing going? Or I don't think a team like that has been in this position before. You know what I mean? To kind of continually yeah. have to get yourself up for that game, get yourself up and be ready, and not be emotionally exhausted because if they're down or it's tied going into halftime, I mean Georgia Southern's like they're going to be breathing fire all game. I mean that Shea Wirtz is legit. I really like watching him play. I really like watching the way that they run that offense. It's like that weird like triple option. It's like a pistol. Almost, um, boy that that might be on that might be on the docket for me. That uh, instead of going over, that is something I'm going to seriously take a, a dive into here because I, I can't say anything right now. That's for sure. Very good. Anything else that you're looking at or any other leans? There's a couple. You, no, what about what about your boys from Florida against Ole Miss? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade that game. Lane Kiffin's back. I mean, who knows what he has up his sleeve? I'd I'd like to see. Cocaine? <laughs> Sorry. Assume anything at all. I obviously hope Florida covers, but uh, we'll see. If I do anything, it'll be like half a unit just because of a fan. For me, so. LSU Mississippi State fifty six and a half. Now, oh, Mississippi, yeah. What that's you... another one. I I really thought about that, but you know what? I 
LSU lost a ton on offense. I know they just reload, so not not that big of a concern. But what I am concerned about is they lost Joe Brady, who was the, their passing coordinator. And I think when you lose a coach who's sort of instrumental in how they you move the ball like that, he's he's coaching with Matt Rule in Carolina for the NFL now. But and they they of course lost the best player in college football, who was Joe Burrow last year. So I I gotta see something before I. I dip into that. At least that's me. I mean, I know I know we're talking a lot about SEC here, but we've got to go with our ultimate foe, Tennessee, minus three and a half against South Carolina. I know. That's that's going to be an interesting game. I actually really want to watch that. Uh, Tennessee, I, I read up on this a little bit. Tennessee won their last six last year. Of course they did. So, uh, that was, oh. oh. I know, I shouldn't have reminded you. Oh. Yeah, so I'm... I'm I'm just going to take it all in this week in the SEC, and I'll, I'll probably be heavy SEC next week when I when I see see a little bit what these teams have to offer. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the game that that might be another one. Southern Miss getting three against Tulane. Southern Miss got absolutely embarrassed by South Alabama. Uh, two weeks later, they were up against Louisiana Tech and totally folded totally folded in that game and oh just gave it up uh, bad now they're now they're against Tulane Tulane who uh, beat Southern Alabama but then they folded against Navy they gave up 27 unanswered points in the second half to Navy in a in a down uh, just a downpour boy I might look to take Southern Miss that is that that is, uh, I see this one line. Is Tulane will roll against Southern Miss? I don't know about that. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I might look at is that over. If it drops down to fifty four, that might be in serious contention. I might take that over for that that Tulane Southern Miss game. I'll have to see. I, I it's so hard because I'm trying to keep up. Sometimes those Conference USA games are not on. Like they're on that stadium, that channel. Like you have to buy it. Like yeah. it costs like seven ninety nine a month to watch Conference USA games. So. Um, for me, we've hit our thirty-minute mark here. Anything else that you're thinking about? No, I'm I'm ready to try to keep us on our winning ways, man. We need we needed a bounce back week. We got it. We sort of called it. We we felt this last week. So let's just keep the mojo going. For me, last question: team yep. from the Pac-12, MAC, or Mountain West that you're most excited to see again? Oh, uh, so I watched a ton of Utah last year because we had the I had the over season win total i'd like to see what they have up their sleeve i know they lost zach moss this year and he was sort of he was big for for how they for their success so that's probably the team i'm most interested in to see how they bounce back they had a huge year last year hawaii all day all day i want to see them put those numbers back up i want to see what happens i'd also like to see colorado state rebound I always like taking them because when when Bobo was there, they could put up some points when they wanted to, but they kind of fell a little bit short the past couple of years. So I'd like to see Colorado and Hawaii again put those put those late night games, man, put them on the board. Those ten o'clocks, oh, it feels They're midnight games sometimes. Midnight I, games. Sometimes. I know it feels so good to be back. I am so happy that we got to do this from the man cave. I'm so happy that my house is not on fire, and I am so happy to have Mister Fermi back every week on your Anonymous Gamblers podcast, where everyone, please remember, it's only a problem when you're losing. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week.